Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and I am delighted to be with you, my dear listener. Thanks for being here. We've got an extraordinary show. We've got a lot to talk about and uh, much to learn today. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio with our guest co-host, Alex Terranova. Alex is The Dream Mason. You can find him on thedreammason.com or on his own podcast, The Dream Mason Podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are available. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Um, uh, it seems odd to say I'm good on a day that we've had two mass shootings this week. We've had over 250 in the United States, uh, and the year is, you know, barely halfway through here in August, early August, where we are. We've had nine mass shootings in August, and it's the seventh. Could be, could be, but I think the issue is the same. How are you yeah. doing dealing with this? It's it's interesting. I told you when we saw each other this morning, I just completed a, a weekend of a landmark advance course and had amazing breakthroughs and just so much stuff peeled off for me and um, had me just be vulnerable and powerful and loving and, and stand for my clients in a whole new way. And I and on the way in this morning, I, I'm driving, I'm not thinking about anything really. And all of a sudden I get hit with this my life is amazing. And I'm thinking about all the ways my practice, my podcast, just everything is great. And at the exact same time, I get hit with this sadness of, and there's black men being beat up in the streets by police or there's, worse. Right. Or worse. And there's Hispanics or Latin Americans or South Americans being told to, but they can't, they're not welcome. And Separated plenty from of their other children, right. plenty of other people basically being told to go back to where they're from. Um, I'm, and I'm like confused. Where are people from? Like, aren't we all from this, the same place? Um, but, and then there's a, a group of essentially, and it's not just white males, but like that are shooting people for it. It's the thing that hit me was just the sadness of like, how screwed up is this? And then I also got hit with a memory of, I remember after nine 11 thinking, I can't believe people could like put themselves in a plane or strap a bomb to them chest and blow themselves up. And I remember thinking in America, we were like, how do people do that? So now Americans are taking guns and shooting other Americans willing to die to do that. It's no different. It's, it's tragic. And I've been moved by the people who have reflected, you know, James Corden did a thing on the comedian, right? The comedian and singer entertainer did a thing where he just replayed the beginnings of his shows from each time there's been a mass shooting, do you know, this year and, and not every of the 250, but everyone that was notable in terms of the number of, of people injured or whose lives were lost. And, um, just that is powerful you know, just to confront who we become as a society when, you know, we don't want to have the world's saddest podcast today, <laughs> but it's, it's a thing. You know, if I, if I were going to invite you and everyone, um, I'm, I'm privileged. One of the, one of the advantages of having us both on the show is that I'm a master certified coach in my 27th year. I'm in my late fifties and, um, and, you know, married a couple kids and you are how old? 37. 
and not, not married, no kids, <laughs> and been in coaching for four years, right? Yeah, you got going your PCC? In, no, I'll, I'll, it'll, I'll have it by the end of the year. All right, great. Um, but yeah, going into my fifth year at the end of the year. So we've got a, a little bit of difference uh, in viewpoint. And I came up at a time when people were marching in the streets, you know, the Vietnam War, um, unfairness, nuclear uh, power, you know, things got people riled up. And we're living in a time where there may be upset in the in the virtual world, but in the real world, you know, people in Hong Kong are on the line. They're risking their lives to oppose the government policies that they don't believe are fair. And we're, we seem complacent. We seem complacent with a, a government that does nothing. We seem complacent. You know, I, I saw that the CEO of Walmart, two Walmart incidents in a week, right? Two Walmart shootings in a week. And the CEO came out and said, I can't believe I have to write this note twice. And I thought, uh, tone deaf. Do you know what, what we need is those people to stop selling guns, maybe for us to, you know, do the world's largest gun buyback, something common sense gun laws. And I even, I even hate saying common sense gun laws. Cause that sort of panders to the people who feel like everybody should have a gun. Um, in this society, it seems like we are at a turning point at a choice point of who we are. And if I could invite people to do something, it would be to take action on what you believe in, not just talk with your friends or, you know, speak into the bubble on social media, but really get out in the streets and do something. Yeah. And I, I mean, I even wonder if like, what's even more at the root, like we could just be using our cars to do things like this. We could be, you know, it doesn't, it's not, I often think like, it's right. It's not the things that do things. It's our relationship to the things. It's like the guns aren't shooting themselves. And there's something that has us doing this because it also didn't exist before and it doesn't exist in other places. So it's like, what's the thing that happened here in this country that has us have such a poor relationship to each other that we would use a tool so violently to hurt each other? Well, let's, uh, let's get to our show with the, with, so my, my message from all this is, you know, let's take action consistent with our beliefs, values, and commitments in life. Uh, anything that you want to leave people with before we welcome our delightful guests? Um, I mean, I think you have to have, I mean, I, I haven't had very many moments like I had this morning where I just felt sad. Like I've just been resigned. Um, and I actually feel, and then I think the sadness is actually a good thing because it, it could actually spawn action and have me relate to it differently. But from resigned, it was just, okay, it's like a hurricane and that's not what it is. So thanks for uh, speaking to that. And thanks for sharing about your experience. I love that you're uh, committed to ongoing training and development. And speaking of such things, our first guest, as I've been looking forward to this uh interview for a while. Logan Reed holds both an MBA, but is also a trained and certified coach. Uh, she is uh, trained. One of the things that would be helpful for us on this here podcast would be if we had some conversational intelligence, don't you think? Um, <laughs> and she's certified in conversational intelligence, which informs her work. She says that her superpower is activating women's innate power and then creating the plan to achieve their dreams in a way that's aligned with their priorities and values. Uh, she works with clients and has co-founded this year Call Me Unstoppable, which is a platform for bringing her work to a wider audience. The signature program of that uh, company, Call Me Unstoppable, is Unstoppable You. It's a letter U, get it? It's an <laughs> online self-paced training with uh, a group coaching 
component. We're delighted to welcome to our microphones, Logan Reed. Hello, Logan. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning. Uh, anything <laughs> that you want to speak to about our uh, sort of sad intro here or, or this morning, or should we move forward to ongoing training and development? Oh, my gosh. No, thank you for asking. Um, I was entranced by your intro and um, moved by it uh, because in large part, um, the work that I do, and particularly with women, uh, is about finding their own voice and taking action. And I do believe that in the situation that we find our country in today, the future is female. And when you think about things like mom's demand, uh, getting active, more active now after the shootings that happened over the weekend, um, what's happening with women's access to health care and all of the issues that are facing women. Um, this work, my work, feels all the more timely and all the more urgent in um, supporting women in accessing their power and then turning that into the action that helps bring true change and healing to our country. So the intro was perfect. Beautiful. Now, one of the things I'm privileged to know a little bit about you, and one of the things I know is that you act on your values as well, uh, sort of echoing my earlier point. Do you want to share with people some of your uh, neighborhood endeavors to, that are consistent <laughs> with your values? Yeah. Um, well, one of my favorite things in the world, I assume you're referring to um, the little free library mm -hmm. um, that I have here. I live very close to a K through 12 schools. So we have an adult little lending library, uh, one for adults and then one for the kids also. And each month we, uh, my sister and I, uh, dress it up um, apropos of what's going on. So we celebrate Black History Month. We celebrate Pride Month. Um, we celebrate Fourth of July for freedom and justice for all. Um, it's one of the micro actions that I can take that makes a really big impact in uh, my community and just brings me incredible joy. Beautiful. And that's something anybody can do. There's no permits needed. You can just start your own little lending library uh, out front of your house or on your property someplace, right? And just yeah, stock absolutely. it with a few books and, yeah. and let the neighbors can... know. Uh -huh. What about, um, yeah. there's something about food too? A uh, little free pantry, yeah, which is um, where you can put food and supplies that are free for people. So anybody who's in need can come by and pick up paper towels or macaroni and cheese or um, the, the idea being that it's neighbors supporting neighbors, and we oftentimes don't know when our neighbors are struggling and um, might be um, food insecure or in need of some support. So this gives people a really easy, confidential, um, supportive way to access some of the some of the items that they might need. Thank you for taking those actions in your neighborhood, uh, Alex. Is this something you're going to take on? Um, that sounds like no. I'm, I'm, I mean, I live in a community that <laughs> I don't know if it would be used. People are often eating because they're under the influence of something. I don't know if me starting a, uh, uh, an interesting little community in San Diego. It's beautiful, but it's, um, it might not be the right little community for what we're talking about. Maybe the library then more, more the books when they're you know, under the influence. You know what? Though? When I, when I was living in New York city, people put books out on their stoops all the time. Oh, nice. And I would always wonder why, you know, I would buy books. I never thought about it. And I just read one of the best books I've ever read. And it was a book. The one time I picked up a book off a stoop and I know I was like meant to read it and I was meant to find it. So I wonder, you know, you put those things out and the people that walk by, I wonder how often people find that thing that they really need. Yes. I, I, uh, 
want to point to that you've now told us about this great book, but you didn't tell us what it was. Uh, Seth Godin's Lynchpin. Oh, nice. Okay, good. All right, Ms. Logan, uh, let's talk about, uh, gosh, what a thing to put yourself out there with a brand called Unstoppable You. Uh, <laughs> does it challenge you to, to be saying that? I mean, do people come and look at you and say, show me where you're unstoppable? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, show, show your cred, right? Where, where are your papers? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what, what have you done? Who, who are you in the world? And I think one of the things that I'm pretty open about is, well, I do get stopped. <laughs> like, there isn't, this isn't a one and done thing. And while I share principles and a framework and exercises and tools, it's our work to continue when we get stopped. And it is human nature. We all get stopped at some point. There's no shame in that game. It's how we decide to keep going or not um, that determines whether we are truly living an unstoppable life. So my, my work goes on. My work goes on as well. And, and who's the program for? If uh, I heard you say that you really love working with women and sort of unleashing their power. Did I get that right? Yes. So who, yeah. who would this be right for? It is right for anybody who is ready uh, to put the work in <laughs> to make sustained sustained change in their in their world, whatever that looks like for them. So the first thing that that we start with it in Unstoppable Use called the Ripple Effect Worksheet, and it's allowing women or participants to access the aspiration that makes a difference not only for them but makes a difference for their community and the world so it's this program is for people who have an aspiration and know like they know in their in their heart of hearts that this will actually make the world a better place and impact communities beyond just them and they don't know how to yet how to make that happen Right. So I think oftentimes we, we have, I, I think of it as um, a dream or an aspiration tugging on our, our, our shirt tail. And it's just kind of tugging and we're not really paying attention. Then all of a sudden it gets louder. And when it's loud enough and we're ready to put that into action, but we're not sure how to do it yet, this is the place to come. This is the place where you will get the support and the tools and the exercises um, so that you have the skills, not only for the, the aspiration that, that you choose to work on first, but ongoing for the rest of your life. You are equipped for the rest of your life. That, that's my intention is uh, we work with, with one aspiration so that people get, I think if this is cellular work, right? Like they, they get the experience of um, moving through their fears, their obstacles, debunking their myths, all of the work that we do. They get the visceral experience with that. And now they have it in their bodies and their mind and their soul so they can apply it to any aspiration that they have ongoing in their life. What do you say to the people that um, have trouble stepping into a program like this? I know a lot of people that have great big dreams, want to make a difference, but their fears, their reasons, you know, prevent them from, you know, they keep putting it like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll get to it. Um, but, and it's, and they're almost like, you don't know that thing to say to like get them like, to step off and go for it. Right. Right. I call that the someday game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we all, we all have our version of, of the someday game. Like, yeah, when I have more time, when I have more energy, when the kids are out of the house, when I have a husband, what, whatever it is, it, we all have our reasons why the time is not now. Um, and before anybody enrolls in unstoppable, you, we have a conversation 
right? You could call it a, a sample session, right? We, we need to make sure and I need to make sure and they need to make sure that this is the program for them and that they're ready. And part of that conversation is connecting them to their heart set. So everything starts with your heart set. Um, everything is about who you want to be in the world and is, are you ready to do the work? I always say coaching isn't for sissies. <laughs> like like we, we have fun in the program and I mean, you can pick up on my energy. It's, it, I keep it light and relatable, but this is deep work and somebody needs to be ready for it. And when they are and they take that step, this is why I have the group coaching component in the program is so that they have that live ongoing support because things are going to come up and inevitably they're going to want to stop or they're going to get stopped and this is the mechanism to keep them going so that they can stay connected to their heart set and their aspiration and continue doing the work i'm curious to tie this into the conversation we started with why do you or how do you see the coaching and program a program like this creating an impact or creating a shift in the world that we currently live in Oh my gosh, how many ways? Um, well, because the beauty is that every woman who goes through this program or every woman who wants to have a conversation about this program has a different dream, a different vision, and a different way of making that happen. I mean, so for me, part of why how I created this program is, I mean, I say that I, I provide the framework, but this is your program because you're going to create something that I could never have dreamt up while, while you're in the program. So it, it could be anything. It could be a mother who's raising a young man right now and wants to, um, you know, in, ensure that uh, the values that she wants um, to convey and, and cultivate in that young man so that he can go out into the world and address issues such as um, immigration <laughs> and racism and, and all of the things that are showing up. It could be a woman who wants to run for office and is, has been tentative or, or hesitant or isn't sure that she has what it takes or the message or isn't sure how to get the funding. Um, I mean, it could be any, any woman, any person, arguably, but any woman can make a difference. It's finding what connects to her heart set and who she is and who she wants to be in the world and then showing her how to put that into action. Right? So there's, there's not one answer. And that, that to me is the beauty of this work. There's not one answer. Beautiful. How do we find out more? Where do we go? What do we do? <laughs> Where do we go? What do we do? www.commieunstoppable.com is the website, or people can reach out to me um, directly at logan at commieunstoppable.com. Okay. And just to, for those that are spelling challenged among us, call me, C-A-L-L-M-E, <laughs> unstoppable, U-N-S-T-O-P-P-A-B-L-E.com, correct? Perfect. Great. Um, let's talk about conversational intelligence. What is it and how do I get some? <laughs> conversational intelligence is the work of Judith Glazer, who has um, and now since passed. Um, it is all about the neuroscience of connection. It is fascinating work. I know enough about neuroscience now to be dangerous. Um, it is all about how we work with our brain chemistry to stay in connection, to deepen trust more quickly, stay in connection, um, particularly when something comes up, when there's conflict or misunderstanding. And um, we, in partnership with a group or an individual, would disconnect where trust would be eroded. It teaches us how to 
stay in connection and work through those issues and do it by leveraging brain chemistry. So um, we, we, we talk about upregulating and downregulating. So upregulating oxytocin and all of the, the wonderful hormones and chemicals that are released in the brain when we feel like we're in connection and our executive brain is activated and we see the bigger picture, we're problem solving, we're in connection with people and it feels all great. How to upregulate that chemical, those chemicals in the brain, and downregulate cortisol, adrenaline, all the things that are released when our amygdala is activated, when we get triggered in some way, whether we get scared, sad, frustrated, whatever's going on. And um, what I love most about conversational intelligence, CIQ, um, is that it is great for people for whom this type of connection doesn't come naturally. So there are some of us who move through the world and this, this is just natural. Like we're natural connectors. It comes easily. But oftentimes, and particularly if you look in leadership roles <laughs> um, in organizations, there are people who have the technical skills and not necessarily the soft skills. And this gives those individuals immediate access and the actions to take that can start building or rebuilding deeper relationships with their team because it's science-based. It, it, it's very, it's, it works well with the technical mind. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I I'm not sure talk. what that means. So let me ask you this. Um, what have you heard in our conversation today that you would address or could address if you were working with us? Mm. Or what's a tool <laughs> that you like to give, or if you could wave your magic wand, you'd give coaches oh, everywhere. I would give coaches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I would, the tool that I would use. So for, for you both, what I'm hearing um, is you are natural connectors and you are, you're very skilled in this. So there's not as much growth area as maybe say a, an engineer who's been promoted um, into managerial role and is now trying to manage a group of 10. Mm -hmm. um, for coaches in general, the thing, the tool that I would point them to the most is um, what we call the conversational dashboard. And it's a visual that, um, that demonstrates whether uh, this, the range from um, a skeptic to fully engaged and understanding. So it gives us a visual and it can be a place for people to point on the picture where they're at in connection as a, as a team or in individuals. Because I think a lot of times we assume people are understanding what we're saying, enrolled in what we're asking them to do or not asking them to do. And we skip on ahead in the conversation, not realizing either that they flat out disagree or that they're skeptical or that they are not on board. So using this tool, it's a visual that people can just point to and understand where they are, are on that range so that they can make sure that they are in partnership as they get out of that meeting or that conversation. Does that make sense? It does. I'm looking for a for something a little more useful in a daily basis. Is there something that you use that, that you notice that you're using a lot with your clients or something? Is my question clear? Like a, uh -huh. yeah, I think like okay. a tool yeah, or a tip it. or a technique or something that I can use today. <laughs> the biggest thing that I would give people, and thanks for clarifying, is um, one of the conversational essentials that we work with is called um, uh, being open to influence. In coaching, we would say not having an agenda. Mm. Yeah. So being open to influence, which pairs up nicely which uh, with our brain's tendency uh, to be addicted to being right. Oh, I thought so it was brain... just me. <laughs> nope, you're normal. 
Um, because our, our brains, lo we love to be right because when we're right, which I, we can be in can include being the funniest, the smartest, the, you know, the coolest, what, however it looks for us, we want that thing. And our brain gives us a little dip of uh, dopamine when we get the right answer, right? And you're in school, your hand goes up and you're the, the first person with your hand up, you get a little shot of dopamine. I'm the smartest one in the room and I got it right. And um, so our brain actually craves that. It wants that. So for coaches, being able to, to listen and be open to influence and not need to be right is a really powerful pairing. If we can let go of the need to be right, whatever that looks like, and really listen and connect and hear what's going on over there, now we can find the right that next best question to ask. I'm really curious as I was looking for more about you and the things that you're up to and what you're creating, I stumbled across the happiness dojo. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I just went, what is this? What? <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm working on a book right now about happiness. And so then that maybe that triggered it, but I was like, what is this? What is this? Can you talk about it for a second? <laughs> the happiness dojo is, is um, a place where people can come where um, it's all about increasing happiness in the world and their and their life. And it's intended to be, um, it's not up and running right now. It, we're on hiatus, so I'll be clear for listeners about that. But it's in, when, when we have it going, it's a place for people to come where that is the sole focus, right? Like, and, and from a coaching and a practical aspect, like what can we be doing right now, again, for ourselves, our communities and the world, to increase our happiness. So it's practical in some ways. It can be just laughing inside <laughs> at times, like a place to come and actually cultivate happiness because I don't think there are a lot of places in the world where we get to just focus on that. And yeah, and, and in practical ways, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a you, practical woman. Can you give us right? one? I feel like we started this podcast on a very, you know, emotional, sad, um, What's one of these ways that, because I think one of the things is when we're down, it's hard to often generate and then create the change that we want. So if we can shift our being, shift mm -hmm. our energy, generate something more spiraling upwards, mm -hmm. then we can take all that and go. So what, what's like a way that anyone can generate some joy or some happiness in their life in a moment? Yeah, I think, and, and it's, it's used so often, but I would say the, the most instant thing to do is gratitude. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's so common for a reason. I mean, if we can take a moment and really just sit and think about what we're grateful for, it shifts your energy immediately and, and not grasping for it, not faking it, but it could be, I'm grateful that I have a house that I'm sitting in right now. I'm grateful that I could take a shower today, like just presencing yourself in gratitude. And then for bonus points, what I, what I would suggest, um, Christopher, you and I have talked about this is um, micro and macro actions. Um, so for, for example, I'm, I'm very politically active and there, there are macro actions that I take. And there are times when that doesn't bring me joy because I, I, don't, I can't see the immediate um, results and I can't, you know, I start um, questioning whether, whether it's really making a difference. And so I, I go back down and I, a micro action, the little ending library is one of my micro actions because that is instant joy for me. So I would suggest for people, you know, find the thing macro or micro that really brings you joy. And oftentimes I'm going to suggest that it's, it's the micro because that's, uh, 
you know, paying it forward, buy coffee for the person behind you in, in line, right? Like the, the smallest action that you can take that really does make a difference in whether it's one person's life or tens of millions, it doesn't matter, um, will cultivate that joy for you. It's so funny how sometimes that simple thing I love, I, um, I was having a bad day and the guy behind me at, didn't forgot his wallet. And I, and this, this wasn't recent, but I just, when you said it, it reminded me and I, you know, I was like, I got it. No, you know, nobody, I wasn't thinking like I'm doing a good thing. I just was the guy behind me forgot his wallet and I'll buy him a cup of coffee. And I walked away and he was super grateful. But the thing was, it shifted my, it shifted me instantly. And then it shifted yeah. the entire day. And I mean, if you look at like a set of dominoes, right, you push one down, it knocks over the next, the way I was going was not going to be a great day. And because of some, because of a dollar, $2, whatever it was, right. the whole day it was, it was fine. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was not Starbucks, but it's so silly, right? Like, and how often do we avoid things like that right. for, for who knows what reason? Yeah. Or not, or not ask, you know, that's one of the things that I'm getting called to out of this conversation, right? First of all, with you doing the landmark work, even though you're already a successful coach, podcast host, and soon, soon to be author, like you're going and doing your own work. There's ongoing training and development for you, uh, even at your relatively high level of functioning, right? Logan's doing call me unstoppable and unstoppable you calling to women, especially to come out and actually deliver on the power and the possibility of their lives, their commitments, and providing support to do this deep work, but also to get in your, you know, butt in gear, as my grandpa used to say. Um, but also, you know, I'm, I'm loving this piece about um, uh, sort of mixing gratitude with giving up the, the piece where we love to be right, Logan. I appreciate all of that. And our time has flown, uh, flown by. So I want to let people know how to find out more about Logan and the great work you're doing. One is call me unstoppable. Com, and that's to find out more about Unstoppable You and the program that's available or just to give you a call and find out more about that program. Uh, what about if we want to do um, uh, work on happiness? Is the Happiness Dojo still a thing? It is going to come back at the end of summer. Um, okay. We're on summer hiatus, so in September. Um, and again, it, it, everything starts with a conversation, whether it's Unstoppable You or individual coaching or the Happiness Dojo. Um, just give me a shout and we'll connect and see what's right. Okay. And where do we, where, where are the best, I'm trying to wrap up with all the places and ways to get a hold of you. So one is Logan at callmeunstoppable.com or simply go to callmeunstoppable.com and check that out. Uh, is the happiness dojo another one? And then where do we go for conversational intelligence work? We're going to keep it simple. <laughs> We're just going to go with Logan at callmeunstoppable.com. It's one-stop shopping. Great. <laughs> we'll have whatever conversation makes sense. Wonderful. Well, it's been great to be with you. Hey, look around outside. I forgot to ask, where are you in the world? Oh my gosh. I am in my little treehouse of an office, um, looking out at the mama deer who is resting out in the backyard right now. And what, what state province or island oh, is that Olympia, on? Washington. Olympia, Washington. Okay, great. And, um, you know, she's just set the bar so high. A treehouse office. Don't you totally want that now? Well, at first I was like, she's in a tree house. <laughs> That's the coolest. I thought I was cool when I joined the little club down the road. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Logan, how about a, how about a parting thought or a parting shot for us today? What would you like, you know, 50,000 or so coaches to know or take with us today or consider? Oh my gosh. There is no aspiration too small. There's no aspiration too big. It all makes a difference and they all make our world a better place. So the time is now. Beautiful. What a great call forward. Um, 
The woman is Logan Reed, MBA, PCC, etc. The website is callmeunstoppable.com. You can reach out to her individually at Logan at, that's L-O-G-A-N, at callmeunstoppable.com. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. And thanks for the great work you're doing in the world. All right, Mr. Alex Terranova of thedreammason.com. Uh, when we come back from these important messages, we'll be talking with Jamie Smart. Are you feeling smart? Uh, you're, right now I am, but, you know, depends on the day. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> we'll go back with more on today's edition of The Coaching Show right after this. Stay with us. Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. All right. Welcome back to the uh, today's edition of the, the Coaching Show. My name is Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. I'm in my late 50s. I've got a wife and family, and I've been coaching for 27 years. To give you a little counterpoint, we have an in-studio guest co-host today, Alex Terranova. You say you're 37. Is that true? Allegedly. And uh, married? What's happening in your social life? I am not married. I've never been married. I have no children, and I'm sure I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Um and I've been coaching for, this is a middle to the end of my fourth full year. Great. Uh, thank you. And if you want to know more about Alex and the work he does, the fine work he does, go to thedreammason.com. Check out his podcast, The Dream Mason Podcast, wherever uh, fine podcasts are available. Or go on the Insta. It's very, very popular, I understand. Uh, and check out Inspirational Alex. Our next guest is a number one best-selling author, a coach, a consultant, a speaker, somebody who presents at major conferences worldwide, uh, his his deal, his focus, <laughs> his his uh, expertise is in the area of bringing unexpected keys to clarity. We're delighted to welcome to our microphone Jamie Smart. Hello, Jamie. Hey, good to hear you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, look around outside. Where are you today? I'm in Nottingham in the UK. That what a lovely place to be, and and uh, thanks for being with us. I know it's probably what late afternoon there or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just getting on in the afternoon. Great, thank you so much. Uh, if you want more information about Jamie as we talk, check out uh, jamiesmart.com. That's J A M I E S M A 
rt.com. Uh, Jamie, I think that people, you know, we think we're clear in life. We we uh, are sometimes prized by, by uh, you know, prize ourselves on our clarity. What is clarity when it comes to coaching? What are you talking about there and, and what's the approach? Yeah, great question. So, so the basis I'm working on is that every human being has an innate capacity for insight, for realization, for, for clarity, for resilience, kind of all the qualities that we're often, uh, you know, encouraged to work on and that sort of thing. I'm working on the basis that those are actually uh, pre-existing capacities within every human being. And so like, for instance, I, my background used to be in NLP training. And one of the kind of presuppositions in that world is the people have all the resources they need, right? Well, I'm working on the basis that that's actually true and that the mind is a self-correcting system. And that if you just help create the conditions for people to have those insights and realizations, you find that they have the clarity they need. They can get in touch with it. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a really simple example. I've asked literally thousands of people, when do you get your best ideas? And again and again and again, the same answers come back. It's always in the shower, when I'm traveling to and from work, when I'm on holiday, when I'm you know relaxing on the beach or out for a walk. We tend to get those insights and realizations. We tend to find that clarity when we're not thinking about it, when we're not kind of struggling away at it. So that's the whole nature of the, the approach. It's really about leveraging that innate capacity that every human being has within them. It's so true. Every idea that I have that I love, I get about three quarters of the way through a hot yoga class when my mind has given up on trying to quit and my body is completely, you know, out of just hanging on for dear life and something hits me and I'm, I'm always like, where did that come from? Is there, do you think there's a way that we can cult, like that we can just continue to cultivate that? instead of just being in hot yoga classes for 24 hours a day? <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say, the, the funny thing that happens is that people will find something that kind of does it for them, whether it's hot yoga or going for a run or taking a shower or whatever. And then they, they kind of hook it to that. They think, <laughs> well, that's where it's come from. And so you'll, you'll find people who maybe have a meditation practice or whatever it might be. And because they believe that it's the practice that's creating it, they, they kind of get hooked on the practice. So, so the thing that I've found that really makes it more and more available, more and more reliable, more and more dependable is getting a deeper understanding of, of how that innate capacity that we're all born with, how it actually works. So the funny thing is hooking it to a practice, whether that's, uh, meditation or yoga or running, whatever it might be, is actually kind of a step in the wrong direction. It's not that those aren't great things to do. It's not that those can't give you great benefits. But as soon as you believe that it's the practice that's doing it, instead of seeing that it's an innate capacity that every single one of us has, we've kind of taken a step in the wrong direction. So the the way that I've found that really, really helps you to experience more of it more reliably and more often is just to get a deeper understanding of how it actually works, what it is that's actually going on there. And I'm 
forgive me for saying it this way, but I'm a little unclear on clarity as an approach to coaching. So give us, is there a tip, a tool, a technique, something that you can share with us that's real world, like that you, you know, you would love to have coaches everywhere start doing with their clients? Is there something that you've found particularly valuable or sort of baseline? This is where we start with clients. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm going to give you a model and I'm going to give you a story. Great. So so the model I call the clarity calibration model, and it's very, very simple. It's got three elements to it. Number one, calibration. Number two, connection. Number three, education. Now, now calibration is just the $5 word for, word for finding out where the other person's at. What's going on for the other person? Getting their world. So when I'm in conversation with a client, I want to get an understanding of how they see the world that's so good that they'll sign off on it. That's so good that they kind of go, oh man, you get what's going on for me even better than I do. So that's calibration. Now, what I found is that with calibration, you can, if you're lucky, you find your way into an experience of connection with the other person. No, I'm not, you know, we've all heard about rapport and how important that is. And, that, and that's true. But I'm talking about something that's beyond rapport. It's, it's finding your way into a feeling of connection and closeness with the client that, that, that you're both aware of, that you can both feel. Because I find that when, when a client finds their way into that space with you, they kind of they kind of relax internally. You know, I heard a, a story once about the hypnotherapist Milton Erickson. Someone who'd worked with him said, you know, Erickson was good at rapport and all that sort of stuff. But the thing he was really amazing at is he could, it was like he could get rapport with you at the level of who you really are and get into such a deep connection that it was like he was communicating to you on all levels. You know, I see you, I understand you, I like what you, I see and I don't need you to change anything. And this person told me that faced with that depth of connection and acceptance and presence, it was just like change started to happen magically. As soon as I heard that story, I was like, I wanna be able to do that. So calibration and connection has been my best shot at that. And then education, how I see my job as a coach with this understanding is to help create the conditions for my client to have the insights and realizations that are going to make a difference to them in their life. So it's education in the sense of the original Greek root of the word, a duce, to lead out from within. So I really want to be living proof of the fact that my client has the answers. So can I tell you a story about that? Please. So I, one of the ways I love working with clients is I do like a three-day coaching intensive. Mm, and so I, wow. I was uh, uh, working with a client, CEO of a company, and we get in there for our three days together. So it's like three days in a, in a hotel conference center, having several sessions a day. And it's it, like the name suggests is pretty intense. So we get about, I don't know, 30 or 40 uh, minutes into the first session, and my client starts getting anxious. And I can see he's starting to get, uh, get troubled. And basically, he's getting anxious because he realized he spent like tens of thousands of dollars uh, to sit in a hotel room with a guy for three days. Right. So he starts getting bothered and he says, Jamie, we're going to need a formula for how we're going to work here. What's the formula we're going to be using? So here's what happens immediately. I start getting anxious because I haven't brought a formula. 
I'm, I'm relying on that innate capacity for insight. But then it suddenly occurs to me, where's that coming from? Oh, that's just me getting up in my head. So I, I kind of, I fell out of that and I got clarity. I, I suddenly, I said, here's your formula. I said, you plus a misunderstanding equals stuck. This guy is a very successful CEO, but he's been stuck. He's been stuck in his business. He's feeling off track. He doesn't know how to take his business to the next level. He's been stuck in his relationships. He's not happy. So I said, this, this is, this is the formula. You plus a misunderstanding equals stuck. A misunderstanding of who you are and where your experience comes from and of, of your capacity for insight. So he's like, oh, I like it. I like it. I said, that's only the first half of the formula. Here's the second half. You minus a misunderstanding equals peace, clarity, resilience, creativity, performance, spontaneity, resilience, the whole love connection. See, this guy, he said to me earlier in that session, he said, you know, Jamie, when I was a young guy, I used to be very fun-loving and happy-go-lucky and spontaneous. I was kind of like, you? Because the guy was so serious and so intense and so kind of driven. And I said, I said, you minus a misunderstanding equals all of that stuff you've been looking for. And he was like, great, let's do it. And that's, that's what we did. So we spent the three days working together. And then at the end of the three days, we went back through the kind of laundry list that we made at the beginning of the session. You know, there are a list of, I don't know, seven or eight things that he wanted to shift and change. And Every single one of the things on that list had either been resolved or he knew what to do about it or it was no longer important or uh, the change had already happened. It was amazing just creating that space where he's able to get in touch with that innate capacity for clarity and resilience and well-being had him come up with the insights and realizations he needed. So that's, you know, the 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 thing that I would... Uh, offer to anyone who's saying, okay, how can I put this into practice? Speaking to you as a coach, I'm going to suggest that the best thing you've got going for you in any moment is your innate capacity for clarity and resilience and insight and the knowledge of your client's innate capacity for the same. I love that formula. It's, it's <laughs> brilliant. Do you was that specific to him? Cause I, I heard it as like you plus misunderstanding equals stuck. You minus equals all these amazing possibilities actually applies to everyone all the time, man. You got it. It occurred to, I'd never said it until I was in that session with him, but it was so like, it was so obviously an expression of something that's just bedrock true for everyone that I ended up encoding it into uh, my book, the little book of clarity as the clarity equation, basically, we each have a, an innate capacity for this stuff. The only thing that ever gets in the way of that capacity is contaminated thinking. So that's the clarity equation. Clarity equals capacity minus contamination. And the contaminated, th what I'm calling contaminated thinking, is really just the the side effect of getting caught up in that misunderstanding. We've all got examples of this. Like everyone listening to this has had the experience of, you know, it's 1130 at night, you receive a text or a message or something, and you, you're, you're worried about it. You don't know what to do. And you're like, it's like, oh God, it's the worst thing in the world. You end up going to sleep and you wake up the next morning 
And it's just not a problem. You're like, I know exactly what to do. Why was I getting so bent out of shape about it? Well, that's that's the innate capacity that we all have. We all have, we're all subject to the, the experience of getting caught up, believing all our thinking and believing that our uncomfortable, stressful, pressured, stuck feelings are letting us know about ourselves and the world. And they never are. They're always letting us know about what's going on for us psychologically. And as you start to see that for yourself, you self-correct more and more quickly, more and more easily, and more and more reliably. I, I noticed that I got, uh, you know, my interest was piqued when you talked about the three-day coaching intensive. I I shudder to think how some of my C-suite executives could carve out one day, let alone three days for coaching. Do you know what I mean? It always feels like yeah. we're sort of rushed and in between meetings and things like that. How do you get clients to do that? And is this like a mandatory? Is it like, hey, if you want to work with Jamie Smart, you're going to give me three days to kick us off? Or or how does that figure into your practice? It, it, a couple of ways. So, so first of all, I only tend to work with between six and 10 people a year. And before someone's going to come and work with me for three days, we've got to sp have spent some time together beforehand. And they've got to have a felt sense of the of the value of where I'm pointing. And bear in mind, this is almost always people who are already really, really successful. So they're already at the top of the, their game and they've kind of reached the edge of where it's possible for them to go using their current understanding of the world. So if you stop and think about it for a moment, everything that shows up in our lives that we're able to do, the things we're not able to do, is all a reflection of our, our embodied understanding of life, the things we do naturally. The, give me an example. To me, it is no problem to go to the gym. I don't need to motivate myself. I don't need to work on myself. I just go. It's just natural for me. Yeah, but for me I to don't tidy it, right. I've, I've got that. I don't know why I've got it. I've got it. But for me to tidy up my flat, really, really difficult. So that's just both of those are a reflection of my embodied understanding of life, of the world. Well, people who are very, very successful. Their, that success is, to a large extent, an expression of their embodied understanding of the world, of themselves, of business, of all that sort of stuff. But their limitations are also an expression of that. So when I, when I contract to work with someone in this way, it's almost always on the basis that they've seen that you know, the, their current way of understanding the world has got them as far as it's going to get them. And that if they want things to be truly different, they need a new understanding of themselves, of their minds, of, of life, really. And so that's that. And it can have strange effects. The guy I was telling you about, Ian, I've got permission to tell his story. I wrote, a, wrote about him in my book, Results. On the third day of our intensive, he walks in and he goes, oh, something really weird has just happened. I said, what's that? He said, I went down to breakfast. I ordered a full English breakfast, which is like bacon, sausages, eggs, all that stuff. He said, and when it arrived, I discovered that I've become vegetarian like overnight. Now we hadn't talked about that. I hadn't suggested it. I'm not vegetarian in the slightest. But as he saw something deeper about himself, about his health, that changed. I have another client came on one of my uh, uh, seven-month training programs, uh, certification training. This chap 
it gets to the, like the fifth module of the program and people are just kind of sharing what's happened to them or what's, what's looking different to them. This guy stands up. He says, I've got something to report. He goes, I've had high blood pressure for 20 years, really high, like the 200 plus over whatever. He goes, he goes, I don't have high blood pressure anymore. I tried everything from medication to anger management sessions to everything. The high blood pressure has gone away. What's going on there? Well, as he got a deeper understanding of who he is and how his mind worked, a whole bunch of background worry, anxiety, pressure, and that sort of stuff just fell away. And the his body was able to return to its more healthy functioning state. So, so what we're leveraging here is something that's fundamental for human beings. It's something that's already there in the wisdom and intelligence of their body, the wisdom and intelligence of their mind. And so it's leveraging that to make change. So to, to circle back and answer your question, before someone's going to spend, you know, 30,000 pounds in three days to come and, and work with me like this, they've got to be very convinced, A, of the, the validity and credibility of it, and B, of the value of it. So, but one of the things that sweetens it slightly is I'll say, look, you know, typically we can accomplish more in three days in an intensive than you'd be able to accomplish in a year of weekly or fortnightly sessions. So that's kind of for people for whom speed is of the essence. That's a, a sweetener. Jamie, I, I, um, I noticed your, the thriving coaches blueprint and I, a lot of coaches that listen to this show are, you know, building up their practice. They're growing to working to improve. And I also am aware because of social media that there's tons of people out there that are like, I'm going to teach you how to get clients. And you, you would probably have LinkedIn and every day I get a message from a new person telling yeah. me that they're going to give me, you know, a million clients. And right. it's amazing how many people out there are doing this. And many of them lived in Southeast Asia, which is cool <laughs> yeah. that they can do it so internationally. I'm, and as I look at yours, I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I, I, and, and talking to you and, and looking at you, I'm like, I feel like this is a very credible program. And I'm curious, like, what's the difference? Like, why is your thriving coaches blueprint something that actually generates results for coaches versus, you know, maybe some of these other things out there? Yeah, I'll take you through it. See what I find a lot. It's funny. I was having a conversation with uh, someone who was considering enrolling the other day. And this person had been through a, a coaching program. They hadn't really coached anyone yet. And now they were being encouraged to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on advertising to get clients. And I said, okay, let me check something on a scale of one to 10 because they were wanting to spend to get people to pay them thousands to work with them. So on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you that if someone came and paid you thousands of dollars to work with you, that you'd be able to kind of deliver the goods for them, that you'd be able to get them, help them get the results they want and, and work with them and make a big impact. And this person's like, I don't know, two out of 10, something like that. And I'm like, well, bless you. You know, coaches <laughs> don't want to be swindlers. They want, they want to be, they've got something they're passionate about. They really want to do. And I'm going to sound like, probably like a bit of a dick, but I'll say it anyway. Most coaches, when they're first starting out, guess what? They're not very good at it. Like I wasn't very good at it. I've been coaching for over 20 years, so I've got better at it. And that's the thing with a skill. It takes time and practice and experience and learning to get better at it. So the, the first thing we do in Thriving Coaches Blueprint is we start with with the person's, with the coach's relationship to themselves, getting them comfortable in their own skin, getting them comfortable with being authentic and real. It's kind of interesting, kind of 
right at the beginning of the program, everyone's like, when are you going to show me how to get clients? When are you going to show me how right. to get clients? And say, okay, let's just start with you getting comfortable in your own skin, getting clear on what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What are the things that you can genuinely offer? What are the things that you can bring to the party? What do you got going for you? And obviously a big part of it is pointing to the stuff we've been talking about, that innate capacity for clarity, resilience, um, uh, insight and realization. So that step one is for them to see it within themselves. Second month of the program, we look at impact. We look at building connection with your clients and seeing that, that uh, innate mental health in every human being, that innate resilience and of seeing it in the other person. Because here's the thing, when I first came to this stuff, this the principles behind clarity, this way of working. I was already an experienced coach. I've been doing it for 10 years, but I was struggling in my own life. I, I had a, a business that was working really well. I was doing fine in that respect. I had time off to travel and all this sort of stuff. But I wasn't feeling happy and on purpose. So I went back to the drawing board. And the first insight I had was, oh, everything you've been looking for outside of yourself in terms of feeling successful, feeling on purpose, feeling okay, that actually comes from within. Nothing wrong with money and stuff. That stuff's fine. But all the feelings in life you're looking for, that stuff and that sense of self that can only be found within. So that changed things for me. Second insight I had was, oh, the fact that someone can even see or hear or feel means they have this innate capacity for clarity, resilience, innate well-being already there within them. Well, that was a game changer for how I work with my clients. So that's what I teach them in the second month of the program. And of course, everyone's going, great, great. When are you going to show us how right. to get clients? <laughs> then we get to the third month of the program and say, okay, now you've got the foundations. Now let's look at how do you uh, put your message out to clients? How do you, how do you enroll a client? Like I, I, I speak to a lot of coaches that they'll, they'll say to me, Jamie, how do I go around? How do you go around uh, assigning someone up on, you know, a $10,000 package or a $20,000 package? And I said, well, it was very, very simple. You just need to sit down with them, get a connection with them, listen to what's going on for them. And, and if you think you can help them, you got to be able to look them in the eye and say, uh, I can deliver the goods. And let them know that. you got to communicate that. Let them know that you can deliver the goods. And the coach will say, oh, well, that, that's great. So how do I communicate that to them? How do I, what, what words or skills do I use to communicate that I can deliver the goods? He said, well, that's very simple. When you know you can deliver the goods, then they'll know you can deliver the goods. Until you know, they're not going to know. And so when we get to the third part of it, we start looking at those kind of the principles of visibility and enrollment and that sort of thing. It's on that foundation of knowing that you've got something to offer and, and offering it at a price that's fair for what you can do. And I think, I think a lot of coaches are getting kind of, they're kind of getting, getting sold a line where they're being told, Oh yeah, you, sure. You've got two weeks experience. Right. You can go and earn six figures. No <laughs> way, man. Like you, you, I heard you say, uh, Christopher, that you've been coaching for decades and Alex, you've been coaching for four years. That's all hard won experience that comes to bear when you're working with someone and there's no shame in just starting out. It's fine to be at the beginning. You should, but, but coaches don't want to rip people off, and they're kind of being, I think, a lot of times taught by 
marketeers who are, are telling them they just need to believe it and then they can sell it. And it's like, it doesn't fit with the people who are drawn to this profession. I love that. Um, Jamie, I have one question for you quick as we are getting to wrapping up. Um, because it sounds like the way you value what you do is, is different from a lot of people. Me and Christopher have talked about this. Like, is it monetarily how you determine success as a coach or other factors for you? What's the like quick, short, powerful answer on how do you know that you're being the successful coach that you want to be? I, this is one that's developed for me a lot over the past few years. And, and to me, if I'm, uh, loving my life and loving my connections with the people in my life and I'm doing good work and my clients can see that what I promise is what I deliver and uh, it's coming from a place of uh, care and service and doing the stuff that I'm passionate about, kind of being a good model for my clients, then that's, that's being successful as far as I'm concerned. Beautiful. All right, sir. I thank you very much for being with us. Uh, more information, you can go to jamiesmart.com. That's jamiesmart.com. And you've got a, a gift for our listeners today. You're very generous and you've got an opportunity for them. What is that? Yeah, I, I did a um, coaching. I run the Clarity Certification Training each year. And I was doing a coaching demonstration, which I love doing. So I'll, I'll do a demo with a client at the front of the room, and then I'll stop and unpack it as I go along for the group. So the person I was coaching was actually a very, very successful coach. But like so many coaches do, she was very successful in her, in her coaching business. She was like the first action coach to book a million dollars in revenue in the UK. So she's very successful in her business, but she struggled to take care of herself in terms of like weight and health and going to the gym and that sort of thing. So I did a coaching session with her, unpacked it for the folks in the room. But then what I did was I went through and did like a director's commentary on it, mm. unpacking the questions that I'm asking, uh, all the different things that I'm responding to, just so that because I, I think for a lot of coaches, when they see someone who's been doing it a long time, it kind of looks like magic. And so I wanted to really break it down and give people a behind the scenes view That's of so what's valuable. going on there. Yeah. How and do we, we, and then we, how do we sorry, get a hold ahead. of that? Oh, I've got a link. Let me just, let me just read it out. Cause it's, it, it's a bitly link. Okay. We can also put is, it on our, we can also put it on our uh, link to the episode if that's easier. Oh, sure. Well, it's, it's bit.ly forward slash Pam demo because her name's Pam Featherstone. So yeah, bit.ly forward slash Pam demo. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, it'll take you behind the scenes and give you a view of that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us, Jamie Smart, and for your great work in the world. Is there a parting thought or a parting shot you'd like to leave us with today? Yeah, sure. The thing that really, really strikes me is just to open to the possibility that even including everything you've already learned, you're capable of even more than you think because you are even more than you think. So important for us to remember as coaches and as we deal with our clients. Thank you so much for being with us. The website is jamiesmart.com, J-A-M-I-E-S-M-A-R-T.com. Thanks for being with us today, sir. Oh, thank you. And Alex? Thank you, sir. Alex Terranova. You can find him at thedreammason.com or the Dream Mason podcast or Inspirational Alex on Insta. And that's another edition of our coaching show. Anything for you, sir? 
No, I love being here with you. It Thanks. Was great to be with you. And great to be with you, dear listener. Thank you so much. That's another edition of The Coaching Show behind us. We will be back with you each week uh, with someone out on the cutting edge of coaching or somebody you should know about right here on accomplishmentmedia.com or wherever fine podcasts are available. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.